0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you inky savages are joining us for episode number 143. Is that right? 143? That's what the Of the Pinboy Boy Pentertainment... <laughs> Roy Pentertainment Podcast. Thanks again for joining us. I do apologize. You have my sincerest apologies. For last week, not being able to publish an episode, I was very busy and was not able to but moving forward, looks like smooth sailing, so it doesn't look like there'll be any issues. But thanks again for joining us. So, some new developments in the world of fountain pens that I'm gonna talk about real quick because it ties into sponsorships. So, okay. we have a new pen by Joya. It's part of the Part to no series. Now, the Part to Nope series is causing some confusion because there's another brand that is Italian. That is also using the Partinope. So Joya has concerns. So those concerns are by advertising their own pen, they'll be accidentally and inadvertently advertising people to the other pen brand, which I'm not going to mention because i they're not sponsoring the show. But just so everybody is aware, there is a new pen out called the Partanope Alba, as in or think spelling like jessica alba but has or nothing Idris to do alba,
1: with or is that okay. the different
0: one I... do you I, Al... I don't think yeah. it's spelled the same it's
1: not spelled the same way
0: okay i don't know you could look that up i'll look it but up but it's the partenope alba it's a gorgeous swirly acrylic and it is a cartridge converter in addition to cartridge converter it also includes with it a section that you can screw on after unscrewing the fountain pen section and replace it with a ballpoint tip if you were so inclined to do that. But for me, converting a fountain pen into a ballpoint pen is like converting a Porsche into a skateboard, right? So you can do that if you want, it's there for you. But the Partanope Alba is a gorgeous pen, I don't have it with me, I actually took it to work with me. Just to use it and play with it, and then I forgot to bring it home today. Unfortunately, I'd love yeah. to show it to you, but we could also bring up some screens for you later to look at. But the Partenope Alba is available at your favorite retailers. Now, one of the fa- re- one of your favorite retailers is probably Gold Spot Pens. Unfortunately, Gold Spot does not carry this pen, but if you were to look in to purchasing this Partanope Alba, you could check out my good friend Ron over at Pen Chalet, who is not sponsoring the podcast, but whatever, he has the pen and Goldspot doesn't. So try coupon code GoodWords, it might still work. I don't know, I gotta talk to Ron. But <laughs> let's talk about Goldspot pens. Goldspot pens is home of pretty much everything else that you're looking for, including Leonardo, which is an awesome pen and also some other luxury brands of America fountain pens. You can access gold spot pens in one of two ways. One way is super cool. If you go down to the description in the show notes below and you click on my affiliate link, which helps me out and helps out this podcast. You go to that, you make your purchases and don't forget to use coupon code, drum roll. I don't know if it's different this week. Is it different this week? No, it's the same. Coupon code, Oink, O-I-N-K, at checkout for an additional savings on all products on the Gold Spot website that you access through the affiliate link. And just be advised that although the the coupon code works on all products, I shouldn't say all, most, there are some exclusions that do in fact apply because they're snobby brands. So again, check out the affiliate link, use coupon code Oink at checkout for an additional savings. And finally, brlcoffeeco.com. Check them out, and at this website, be sure to use coupon code ROY for an additional savings on all products across the board at the brlcoffeeco.com website. They have great coffees. They got great swag. They got some pretty cool mugs that you can purchase. I love the stickers that they have. Some of them are pretty crazy and funny. And the best thing about the BRL Coffee Co company, coffee is that it's smooth caffeine, excellent flavor, and it does not give you crackhead jitters, which is always a plus. So again, please check them out, brlcoffeeco.com and use coupon code Roy checkout. Now, again, thanks for joining us for episode number 143. Tom has got some cool things to talk about. I don't have to give him the third degree, is that the third degree? I don't have to give them the third degree in terms of what to talk about with regard to Black Friday sales that are coming up at my sponsor, Gold Spot Pens. And I also have a few things to talk about, so it's going to be an interesting episode. So before we get started with this week's episode, I just want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So be forewarned, you have been warned. Now. The, the pen boy Roy 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 entertainment, entertainment podcast stage 7. so you know what's actually really funny about how when i'm doing the sponsorship reads you're like pointing at me and stuff like that you're pointing at me because the orientation of the screen that you're seeing has me on your what left right on my on your right but the way this software works is sometimes it switches it so on certain episodes while you're doing the pointing
1: I'm pointing just off to the side yeah, of the Yeah, right.
0: You're just pointing to somewhere else completely. Well, that's funny. Yeah. <clears throat> so I want to tell you about this place I went to, and it's fountain pen related. So don't kick okay. off just yet if you're watching or listening. I went to a steakhouse called Rare 650. Okay. And they sell no. fountain pens there? No. No. So Rare 650 is a steakhouse that is owned by the same people that own my favorite steakhouse called Opus Steakhouse. It's in Long Island, New York, Mm -hmm. okay? They have the same amazing 44 ounce American Wagyu Snake River Farms tomahawk steak that I always get. And they have the same truffle butter that you can pour all over that steak. So delicious. But the whole point of this story is we had a server and his name was Marty. Good server, nothing, nothing to say except good things about this dude. Right. And what made me like him was the fact that he was enthusiastic and spunky, but what made me like him even more was as he was writing down our orders. Oh, and that's another thing. The fact that he was writing down the orders instead of just memorizing it as we're saying it. And the reason why that's important to me is because I hate when my order shows up messed up. Right. And if they don't write it down, And then it gets messed up it irritates me even more so he was writing it down and as he was writing it down i noticed something he was writing it down with a silvery looking pen and it caught my eye so i looked a little closer and guess what it was it was a jinhao x750 in chrome oh so while he's writing down the order i actually had to stop and say to the members at my table I feel very close to our good friend Marty here because he's writing with a Jinhao X750 fountain pen. And he was just like, oh yeah, I love the way it writes. And he started talking about how he likes these days and as of recent writing with fountain pens. And then he whipped out another pen that he said he likes the Jinhao better than this pen. And he pulls out a Pilot Varsity. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, I feel like these are a little too scratchy. And they're too chintzy, mm-hmm. so I really like this jinhao. And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And I asked him if you're, I asked him if he was writing it filled with converter or cartridges. And he's actually a converter guy. Okay. So it was a really good experience, not just
1: because Lots the of the credit is to a server being able to use that, you know, on the fly, because that's probably especially with the the tickets that they write on. Mm -hmm. is that you know you would imagine that that paper is not going to be too great for fountain pen use or or maybe they use like some good quality paper for their i don't i I I doubt it's the good quality paper from what i was looking at it's those waiter papers that they
0: use so that it's like carbon paper that kind Uh of thing
1: yeah I, i gotta imagine that that stuff's not really that great to write on either
0: probably not but yeah kudos to him I feel close with our good friend Marty over Did at you uh, happen 50. to name
1: drop a certain YouTube uh, celebrity that he was serving at the moment? And, you know, it's like, hey, you know, if you wanted to take a look at other pens that uh, you might be interested in, you might want to check out this uh, YouTube channel, this guy called uh, Penboy Roy. It's like, oh, is this the same person that is at the table currently that uh, I have the credit card signature of? Is that what it is? You know? It, it's
0: <laughs> as if you were there wow am I that predictable <laughs> am I that am I that easy to read because mm-hmm. that is exactly what had happened I did, ref- <laughs> I did refer him to my YouTube channel podcast Instagram and all that good stuff
1: did you happen to have a few pens on you that you just decided to throw one at him and be like hey here's, here's a Conklin DuraGraph that I have to just have in my pocket
0: no I didn't no? no i didn't i wish i did though mhm but i actually i actually did not so but it was just it was almost like you know what it feels like and i bet you i can speak for a lot of people who are watching and listening you know what it feels like when you're out in the world and you come across someone randomly who's using a fountain pen it almost feels as though i reunited with a friend, a long lost friend. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there could have been so many different things that annoyed me about that person, and I could have disliked the person from jump. But the moment I realize they're fountain pen enthusiasts and they're using fountain pens, I immediately discard all the reasons I dislike them, and then I then now like them.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know what I mean? Like, we didn't have any complaints about that restaurant. But if we did, they all got extinguished in that right. moment.
1: That's like, well, you know, you know my, my steak was, like, kind of well done as opposed to medium rare, how I asked for it. and right. But, you know, he had a fountain pen. So, right. yeah. I'm just gonna, you know, let this one go. Let's just, let's just let that go. I, yeah. I kind of feel like it's almost as if you found your people. Mm-hmm. You know, you see it out in the wild and you're like, oh, my people, we have something we could talk about. We could instantly have a discussion and they would be fun and they you would know be like it's... oh my god this is amazing because no one else i know enjoys these things and it's like i do that's me you know what it's like it's like do you remember
0: that tom hanks movie Castaway, where you know he was shipwrecked on an island all by his lonesome fucking self yes the feeling that i get when i meet someone who's into fountain pens randomly is probably a lot like the feeling tom hanks would have gotten if while he's on that island all by himself he runs into somebody that's the feeling it's like oh my god it's you whoever you are you know i don't know you but i love you that kind of thing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that's the kind of feeling that it gave me and i was like really happy about it and stuff like that yeah. Because you know why we connect with so many different people who are fountain pen enthusiasts? We connect with people through social media. Right? And this interaction just reinforces and reminds me more and more that nothing beats human interaction. Nothing is better than interacting with a person face to face, right? So I I would have been I would I would have been I definitely was more thrilled running into a fountain pen enthusiast in person, than I am when I run across somebody on social media, or if I see a fountain pen in a movie, that kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? Right, definitely more enthused about that. But that's not to say I don't appreciate the people that I do interact with on social media. Right. there's a value to the social media, because you get to get to know people that you would otherwise never have gotten to know, right? Like, I For can sure. just throw up a full bunch of names. Obviously, my good friend, Vanessa Langton, we became very good friends over social media. We have Carrie Bullet Journal, Skater Cruz, Marilyn Gardner, all these people, right? Just we're all connected in the sense that we all have the same love for fountain pens we have something that is uniquely niche and it's just a very cool thing like i'm just grateful that i know them i'm grateful to fountain pens that because of fountain pens i got to know them you know what i'm saying
1: yeah absolutely but it's just it's just rare to physically see that in person With Mm -hmm. just random people that you just come across, right? You know, it's it's far more common. You just like see people pulling out their phones and everything, and it's like, oh, I I have an iPhone, you have an iPhone, I have an Mm -hmm. Android, you have an Android. It's like, well, you know, but somebody pulls out a fountain pen, and all of a sudden it's like, ooh, you know, it's like, all of a sudden the alarm bells just go off in my head. Right? It's like, oh my god, that's amazing. You know, isn't that cool? Yeah. But speaking of
0: interaction with people, I missed out on a big one this. last week because of how busy and crazy my schedule got talk to me a little bit about what happened at the red bank brewery for the pelican hub explain you know talk to me about that i i saw a facebook post and an instagram post that you had put
1: up but what happened at the pen hub
0: the pelican pen hub that happened
1: it was a it was a very interesting fun enjoyable night we had a decent turnout it was at least about Say like t- anywhere from like twenty to thirty uh, total people, and we had a couple of tables. There's actually like three or four tables we had in the place in Red Tank, and you know Red Tank's got like those long kind of cafeteria-style tables. Right. And there's like some bar stool-type tables, and then there's a bar, and we all, all just kind of congregated around about three long tables, put out all of the Pelican swag, the flag they had. Uh, Goldspot brought uh, bottles of Edelstein ink to fill up and try. I brought all of my ink samples from Ink Journal over the five years or so. My collection as it stood right now, I wanted to kind of give away some samples and thin out the herd a little bit. Mm-hmm. There was also some pens uh, that were brought from the office, some exclusives, the new Appetite 205 pen that just arrived actually the day before. It couldn't mm-hmm. have come any any sooner than that. Uh, being that it's the that's the pen you know, the appetite ink and the pen are what like the color scheme is all about when it comes to the hubs. Oh, so it was right. like, so it was like, yeah, the, the pen, that's the theme of the hubs is finally here. So, and then also, uh, gold Spot made a whole bunch of shirts to give away too. So there was a shirt for everybody, uh, that came to the event too. So we we're giving away shirts. Do you have uh, a shirt to show us? I do not know but oh, okay. uh but I will I try I will remind myself I will send you one in the mail okay cool uh, we do have extras and we're trying to figure out ways of being able to divvy those out I think we're actually gonna give them to people that visit the office and pick up uh, orders and we have probably about at least like two three people a day that come now oh the really holidays. so yeah they just come by and they they swing by pick up their order usually I mean don't there's no showroom there so it's not like we could pull out a whole bunch of different pens and, and, you know, display them and things like that. But it's, it's a great option that instead of having to wait for something to get shipped, you just, if you're in the area, just come by and pick it up and right. it's, it's fun. Uh, right. So yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was great in the aspect of like, we just had people, even one guy just brought and he just almost like kind of had his own display. He took up like one section of the table and just put uh, a whole zipper, like 40 pen case zipper. Uh, had watcher pens that had were in the display cases like in the wooden display cases put them out uh you know so people just like were, were' just basically almost like setting up their little table like you would see at a pen show where a collector was just displaying all their pens for sale but it wasn't nothing was for sale It was just like here's my collection oh you want like i I brought some ink do you want to try this ink do you want just mm-hmm. to, I'll give you the bottle you could fill up or whatever so it's it's a very it's a great like very generous spirit going on because you just had people just sharing and and letting everybody like handle and write with their pens or fill up using each other's inks or samples and just sharing and exchanging ideas and all that fun stuff. And then on top of that, so the af- that afternoon I was looking at the Red Tank brewing uh Instagram because I wanted to tag them on a post I was making. Right. So, I checked their their feed and i was intrigued by like one of their more recent posts it was like this friday night we have a punk band and then a burlesque show i was like wait what because we cleared this date months in advance with the owners and we were like we want we're gonna do the pelican hub thing at from six o'clock onward and it does there's no you know ending point to it so they had this so they had scheduled there It was supposed to be like 7 30 they're gonna have a punk band come on and play mm-hmm. and and they didn't come on until like eight o'clock i was like i was like what the hell so they didn't come on until like eight o'clock mm-hmm. and by that point like we already had about two hours in we were, we were you know having some good conversation stuff they come on they they were actually pretty decent i mean i like i like listening to punk and, and rock music and stuff They were pretty decent, but it just completely ruined, like, the ability to have a coherent conversation with somebody, unless you were, like, screaming at them next to you. Oh, no, that sucks. So, so then they, they were finished, and then probably about, like, nine o'clock or so, you know, it was like, it was like everybody was kind of, you know, kind of wrapping things up. So, I think, actually, to see the burlesque show, I heard from my coworkers, that some of them that went, that it was somewhat tasteful. So I was like, okay, but I didn't I didn't stick around for that because I had to get up early for soccer the next morning. So I
0: don't think I know what a burlesque show is. What's a burlesque show? Is it's not like necessarily like,
1: it's not, I mean, they don't get like naked, but like they're kind of like half naked to start off with. So they don't, but they just do like dancing around, you know? So, I mean, like I said, I wasn't there to see it, but mm. yeah, I heard it was okay. It was tasteful, but the I was just like, I was just show. like, yeah, it was kind of like Step Brothers. You remember that part in Step Brothers where they have the, the, uh, um, uh, the, uh, what's it called? Uh, the, the, the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah. Where they have the cover band of the, uh, the 80s Billy Joel. Right. Uh, and, and he's, <laughs> and, and the guy gets into a fight with the guy in the crowd. He's like, uh-huh. He's like, play something from the stranger. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and so I felt it was like that moment where it was just like, yeah, you know, like, I was like, I had a planned event where I just wanted to have a conversation with people and all of a sudden, like, you know, they're, they're going to blow this thing up with having, like, a crazy performance going on.
0: Yeah. So how bad was it? Was it bad enough that people are, like, frustrated and left?
1: Um, You know, I, th- I think a few people were just kind of like, oh, you know, I kind of have my fill and there's really no, you know, point in, in you know, hanging out anymore since the, the, the music kind of came on and it just was drowning everybody out so you know it's a a, a few people left at that point but then so then most mostly everybody stuck around until after they were done and then just kind of wrapped things up and and headed on home after that so
0: so what was the cause of double booking the place what
1: did you talk to the owners about it um organizers or something well, the owners the owners are related to the owners of Gold Spot, so they got to figure that shit out. <laughs> they, I hear you. And and I think I think uh, Kieran had made mention that you know it's like I think we you know next time we'll do this we'll we'll go somewhere else because they just I think that they just felt that what we were bringing in in terms of our crowd wasn't going to be enough for a Friday night, so they needed to like book an act to get more people in the door so that they could you know be able to sell more. Beer. So, well,
0: what were the people who came for the show doing? Were they buying beer? Were they drinking? Like, what I was think, the...
1: yeah. I mean, I, I generally speaking, yeah. It was there was. I mean, we were about. We accounted for probably about one third of the people that were actually there, mm-hmm. and uh and you know, this. Uh, I I personally did not have anything because I was too busy like just having discussions and stuff like that. I also was like more hungry than anything else, so I was just kind of snacking on the food that was brought there too, mm-hmm. and. And I just didn't feel like drinking at all because I also knew I had to go drive back home. So right. I wasn't participating the, in it.
0: Who brought the food?
1: Uh, Sal and Karen did. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a, it was a good Costco run. Some vegetable platter, some of those turkey roll-ups that you have at Costco, right. some chips and stuff. So hmm. so yeah. essentially
0: the the brewery was kind of like, all right, we booked this pen thing because... We don't have a choice. We can't say no because we're related to the owners of Gold Spot. But at the same time, they needed more of a draw to get people in the door because it is a brewery. It's a, a beer and place. And it's a Friday
1: night. you got to be able to yeah. make your money, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, maybe instead of doing it somewhere else because that brewery is a really great place to have an event like that.
1: It is. It's in a nice location too.
0: Yeah. And I remember a few years ago, I went there for the Gold Spot event that they had. It's such a great place. Maybe don't do it on a Friday night then. Maybe do
1: it on a slower night. That right? is true. Yeah, that is true. I think that's what we had done for that meetup. The one time was we didn't do it on a we didn't do it on a Friday. I don't think, mm-hmm. uh, but we had to do it be, based on the fact that it was a Pelican Hub and that we had to all do it at the same time. You know, kind of the same day. So right. we all had to do it on November 18th, and that right. was kind of the stipulation, I guess, behind it, so. I hear
0: you, but I could also see from the perspective of a brewery where their bread and butter is people coming there to buy beer. It, yep, y- you lose a lot if you got people filling up the real estate, They're not, they don't care about beer. They might get a beer. Like, for example, if I showed up, I certainly wouldn't drink a beer, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? From their perspective, I can understand why Pelican Hub can be a little bit of an imposition on their business goals, right? Mm-hmm. So, my other question is, the last time you did something at the brewery, how, many, how long ago was it, other than this Pelican Hub? It was uh, years ago, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I can't, I, I don't remember the exact year, maybe it was 2018?
0: Yeah, it was some time ago. Why yeah. not do that more often? Why only wait until it's an event like the pelican hub
1: well i mean this was kind of the first official foray back into it i think that now that we're kind of seeing things open up a bit more and that the the specter of COVID, i still think is is still apparent that people are are still concerned about that mm-hmm. i mean i still i still am in the back of my head i think just over the last two years or so it just is like it's not something that's going to easily just go away even if like there's you know hardly any infections and things like that it's just like it's something that's just now in the back of your head all the time mm-hmm. uh, so I think that in the in the in the future I mean this is it's pretty tough during the, the winter because we're super busy uh, slammed with a lot a, a huge huge high order volume that is not usually the case during the rest of the year but we'll look to do some more of that stuff during the this, uh, that's the one comment I always got is like oh you know I wish I, I had uh, a more advanced notice or maybe i'll get you the next one or i'm sorry i missed this one i would love if you did another one so i always i always hear that comment a lot that like if you done if you did them more frequently you know we they, you'd probably get a better following you know maybe not like the next one but then the following one and then following right, right it's after. it's
0: an accumulation over time yeah because it like
1: because as it becomes more regular than people expect it and they know what they could come to and and enjoy about it so
0: yeah and i'm thinking also instead of instead of making it a broad generic like pen meetup make it a specific specific theme right Mm -hmm. like instead of pelican maybe next time do a i don't know leonardo meetup and then okay. the next time make it like something like a, a Banu meetup or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Or like especially Banu is a great brand to do it because I've I've fallen in love with Banu even harder recently. But there and are a people... lot of that
1: stuff, it looks fantastic in person and the, the pictures sure. really are difficult to capture, just the material and everything.
0: That's an excellent point. And what I'm also thinking is you might have pen people that are local in that area or who are not local, like myself, who can travel there. And they might be like, hey, never heard of Banu. Or, hey, I did hear of Banu, but never really wanted to pull the trigger on one because I never got to write with one. Yeah. And they can go and then they can experience it. And then maybe the next time, instead of doing a Banu, take another small brand that's newer, like Joya or, or something like that, you know? Or like Kilk. Kilk is a great one. A you know one. what you should also consider doing the like, like an Estabrook one, mm-hmm. because those guys at Estabrook they they're they're second to none when it comes to events like this. They would show up in force. You yeah. know what I mean? They'd have like a setup, the stand, signs, little tchotchkes, giveaways, toys. You know what I mean? They'll make they'll make a fantastic event if you decided to do one with Estabrook and stuff like that. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. and then you can reach out to like different distributors and you know, stuff like that. It's, all,
1: it's you're really like trying a... to get the Joya pushed on me, aren't you? You're trying to get me to I
0: just mentioned Estherbrook
1: and Benu. Yeah, I heard I heard Joya, you threw in the Joya and you threw it in at the, the I... beginning too. You're like oh, yeah, well, you Goldspot doesn't carry Joya but... Well
0: yeah, I mean really the new Joya Alba it, it's such a it's such a gorgeous pen. I mean, it's, there's so many, nowadays, there's just so many acrylic fountain pens with Yovo number six size nibs. The Joya is no different, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of brands where it has a very vintage vibe to it. Some of them are more modern and stuff like that. They're around $200. The pedigree is becoming identical. It's becoming samey. You know what I'm right. saying? But I do like the traditional nuances that Joya offers. For example, the Lost Wax clip. I love that. That's that's just a uniqueness that could give it an edge. You know what I'm saying? I like the girth. I like the, the weight of the Joya pens. I like the quality. But that's not to say other brands don't have that same quality. For example, you recently sent me the leonardo fiora in ginger Mm -hmm. that thing stole my breath when i opened it holy shit gorgeous fucking pen Mm -hmm. i can't even explain to you it was so gorgeous i couldn't even ink it up for like three days i don't know (laughs) what was the mental block there but i'm like this thing is so it's like i didn't want to pop its cherry I, I was just so impressed by how the Leonardo Fiorora ginger looked, and it's not even a green pen. It's not even a color scheme that I would consider. You know, just thinking off the top of my head, but looking at it, like if I were at a show and I saw that pen, I'd be like, Th- "I got wow, this is something. This is gorgeous. This is there's nothing original about it." It's a torpedo-shaped pen made of acrylic with a Yovo number six size nib. But where I give Leonardo the credit over all the other brands, and granted, I'm not really I'm not sure what the price on the Gioia Partinope Alba is. I could look it up. Yeah, we could look it up. But what impresses me to the core of my nutsack is the fact that the Leonardo is an Italian-made acrylic pen with a yovo. Number six size nib unit for $156. Okay, now you compare that to other brands with the same pedigree acrylic pen with a Yovo number six size nib that's cartridge converter filled. You're looking at closer to $200, whether it be Joya, whether it be Mayora, whether it be Esterbrook. Right,
1: these pens, see the part to nope. is uh at least one of them I found with rose gold trim is two ninety retail with a two oh eight usually right. in price I guess, you know it goes down to what two oh eight you said, yeah I think that's on sale for Black Friday on Atlas uh, Stationers website
0: right, like I said gorgeous pen the Alba the Partenope Alba by Joya gorgeous pen love it, do I think that the section with the ballpoint, being there kind of justifies the price being slightly over two hundred. 208
1: not would particularly you, would you get
0: any use out of it no it's just gonna sit there
1: i mean i love now, the if it was an ink ball like the skull and roses hold on stop 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 we or the, the fountain ball the fountain, ballpoint, wh- the fountain ball point. i call it the fountain ball pen because first of
0: all you can't call it the ink ball because yaffa brands That's a monte verde thing yeah. right owns the rights to the name ink ball ink ball is what they call their fountain pen refillable roller ball pens mm-hmm. The, Benue, I like to call it the fountain ball pen because it's a roller ball that fills the fountain pen actually I have it right here. I have it in the crimson skull and roses. And nowadays I find that I'm writing a lot where I have to press hard. And I love this thing. I love this thing to death. It is awesome. Do you like, do you like what I just did there? I said, I love this thing to death and their skull and roses. Yeah, you like yeah, that. Yeah, like so I've been really into the Banu for the Skull and Roses. I've never been more in love with Banu until Skull and Roses came out. Skull and Rose- Roses to me is by far, hands down, unequivocally my favorite Banu series that was ever released. I think it's just awesome. It is so cool. Not everybody's cup of tea. Like Karen, she's not really crazy about it. Karen, for anybody who doesn't know, is the one of the owners. Her and her husband one of the owners of gold spot pens. She's not really crazy about it, but at the same time, she's kind of like, she's kind of like that mom who gets really angry, loses her temper and says, Oh, fooey. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, you know, I can see why it's not her cup of tea. Having said that, she can also recognize that people like me and a lot of people love it. And I was talking to her on the phone the other day. I said to her, you know, You know, the fountain pen industry And fountain pen followers Everything When it comes to the fountain pen vibe Is very poetic And artistic, everything is very Refined And kind of dialed back Right I think the element of a little macabre A macabre, is that the right word? Macabre? Yeah, that's pronouncing it correct I think that's a Excellent Flavor to add into it I'm not saying I condone or I appreciate death and stuff like that, but it's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's a cool element to add to the flavors that are already out there. And I said this before one of the biggest reasons I love Banu is because they take risks. They unapologetically take risks. They'll do a Skull and Roses now, and then the next pen they release, it'll be like, Bunnies and kittens, complete and total opposite, with designs that are new, right? Banu is very innovative when it comes to fountain pens. And I, I being a lover of acrylic fountain pens, have been putting down my acrylic fountain pens in favor of the Banu. I also have the black one. Mm -hmm. The black one's a fountain pen. But I'm just really impressed with the fountain ball pen. One of the biggest reasons I'm so impressed with it is because of the way it performs. I don't know if they're using the same manufacturer or same supplier or whatnot as the Yaffa brands are. I can just say this. The Banu Skull and Roses Fountain Ball pen performs noticeably better than the Ink Ball by Monteverde. Okay. And that might be because the Ink Ball by Monteverde they're not capped pens. They're exposed to the air all yeah. the time. So mm-hmm. maybe it's drying out. Maybe if it were a capped pen, it would be performing better. I don't know. I just find that if you unscrew the fountain ball section of the Benu, it's built the same way as a fountain pen nib and feed unit. It has the same housing that screws in, and then you connect a converter or cartridge to it. The same concept. Right. So I don't personally believe the fountain ball ball pen that the the new company uses, I don't think they're using a wicking system, right? So like a lot of rollerballs, it's a wick that absorbs the ink and saturates the wick and then runs it to the tip. I don't think that this is the case because I run it in water, it runs clear, and then you write with a wet tip, it's just clear. It's not continually inking faded ink onto the page right so i changed colors several times and i'm noticing it's a clean swap between colors so i don't know i'm really enjoying it i really like the fountain ball pen i think they should adopt Does rollerball
1: paul approve
0: let me uh let me ask
1: hey rollerball paul
0: do you approve (laughs) yes i do it's a fantastic rollerball. <laughs> I love it. So Rollerball Paul certainly approves
1: of the fountain ball. I love I love that Rollerball Paul is just happens to be nearby. <laughs> you know, he he had to he
0: came by, he he texted me earlier that he was uh all right, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. I love you too. He came by to let me know that he was here to visit. Because he wanted to check out the fountain ball pen, you know,
1: and and he's really happy as you can did see. They, did you did you happen to take was like ventriloquism like an elective in your musical conservatory? Did they no. also have that? You know, no. Because no. you, you seem like you're pretty comfortable with doing that.
0: My lips were totally moving, dude.
1: I know, but like you just you were comfortable with having him act as you were talking at the same time. Like you're, mm. like he was acting on his own, you know, kind of doing his own thing. He is acting on his own. See, holy cow! What are you talking about? I am Rollerball Hall. All right,
0: I need work on it. You need to shut up now. <laughs> fuck you! No, fuck you! <laughs> fuck you!
1: Rollerball Paul, come on! <laughs> Don't talk back. <laughs> Rollerball Paul, ladies and gentlemen. Roller for roller anybody ball. who doesn't know, Rollerball Paul is not, in fact, a real person, and he is fine. If you're concerned, okay. If you're if you're listening to this on audio, he, he totally took out a uh, a puppet, and yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing. I ground
0: and pounded my puppet, Rollerball yeah. Paul. So yeah, but yeah, if you if you had these events at the Red Tank Brewery, and or anywhere for that matter. You could even
1: do it at your new location the new gold spot location is there a space big enough for that yeah but that's that's like probably at least like a few years down if even if it does happen at this point it's very mm. yeah it's it's a it's an ongoing headache of a project so. okay
0: i mean listen it's fair but my point is theme each meetup instead by, with of a different it, brand or yeah. a different
1: focus just right? To,
0: and then yeah. plan it out, plan it out, like do do them quarterly and say, you know, first quarter is going to be this brand, second quarter is going to be this brand, third quarter is going to be this brand, but give something people to look forward to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm definitely going to go to that one, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think what you said, the feedback was that somebody was like, I wish I had more notice, right? Right, right. Yeah, so I think that would be, that would be a good idea. I like but, it. Yeah, you were going to talk about Black Friday specials that Gold Spot is going to be, having all righty now while you're talking about that i'm gonna go make a wee wee because i had three of these seltzer waters before i got on so you start talking about that
1: all right all right so let me do this here just so that folks on youtube will be able to see what i have oh robo paul's uh, taking roy's place here on on the chair so let me share Going to share the Black Friday and Cyber Week. We affectionately call it Cyber Week now because it's no longer Black Friday. I mean, let's just face it, Black Friday is really not Black Friday anymore. It's like three weeks ago we started talking about Black Friday, or in July we started talking about Black Friday. So what Goldspot decided to do is just just do the whole entire week, up and from this Monday to next Monday, which is Cyber Monday, deals all week long, as long as they could possibly last. So, Of course, so you kind of have to do something a little bit extra special on Black Friday, which I'll explain. Uh, but right now, what's kicking off are a couple of, uh, actually four deals that are going on right now, 25% off everything in Faber-Castell. That's uh, something that doesn't happen very often, because Faber is usually a full list price brand, and they don't allow discounting. It's one of those brands that Roy alludes to earlier in the podcast about, you know, the uh, coupon codes aren't supposed to apply to them and whatnot. Same thing with Na- or Narwhal or Navalor, of uh, which uh, you could find now the two uh, ebonite pens that you see there, the green and the blue, as well as the uh, Stylophora berry, which is kind of like a dark violet uh, color ebonite pen. And those are now 20% off, um, which is unusual novel or because they're usually like I said full list price can and those I, are great values to begin with because it's ebonite it's a piston fill it's a great you know stainless steel nib what can you I just
0: say? ask you something okay well let me first say one of the things that I despise about Black Friday deals or deals that people say is like let's say for example not just in pens this is just across all industries a product is a hundred dollars but they're allowed to discount it 20%. So it's normally $80. What a lot of people will do, or a lot of vendors across all industries, again, is they'll say, oh, get 20% off sale. But the price is still 80 because they'll just show it being 100. Right. And then, so it's really not a sale. It's just re-advertising. It's just what it's
1: like usually available. For. Right. So
0: this is not the case with the Faber-Castell and the not the Novel R, right? Because they usually don't even get the twenty five, twenty percent discount, but now right. they are for this week. Right. Okay.
1: Yep. So and also uh Retro 51, yet another brand that's not usually discountable. There's these styles are available up to thirty five percent off. Thirty five being the the two limited edition uh Jim Connor pens. And then there's the first ride. So the the Jim Connor and the first ride are poppers which are the limited edition ones that are engraved with the serial numbers on them. Jim uh, the Connor we've had since like the end of 2020 uh, when the company was originally thought to be going out of business or that the business wasn't defined as to what was going to happen after the owner was selling it. So this is like one of the last editions from there. So it's over two years old. Still there's pieces out there. So, uh, those are being discounted, along with the Brutus, which is the Barber Pole one there, too. But wait a minute. Are
0: these pens, these Retro 51s that are 35% off, are they... F- they're pens that are being discounted. So it's not across all Retro 51s. It's only these select Retro just 50 these
1: ones. Just these select ones. And also, also, in addition to that, it's also... which I clicked on the link here just to show what's on clearance in uh, the Retro... So there's also the uh, exclusive... Uh, blue ombre, which is usually they're not they're not sold anything below fullest price either, but this is uh twenty percent off for and it's a great price for a fountain pen forty six forty for a fountain pen, yeah with well, a gobo of... stainless steel nice rim. so okay. yeah, so that's a that's a pretty decent price there too.
0: Can I bring something up and ask a question that may seem confrontational but is not
1: confrontational? okay, well, this is the Pen entertainment podcast. let's rumble let's do it. What? What's that?
0: I think that these sales would be awesome if they applied across all models, but the fact that they're only applied to models that are existing for like the last two years because people aren't buying them, isn't this kind of like a exploitive way of just trying to get
1: rid of stock that you don't want to have around anymore? Well, in the case of the Gymkhana, yes, but mm-hmm. First Ride and Brutus were releases from this year.
0: hmm so okay. Those
1: are those were more recent, but it's it's fair an, enough. It's a similar circumstance where I mean, of course, if as a as like a brand or a retailer if something's selling well and you don't have to discount it, then they're not going to do that. But mm-hmm. in this case, you know, as an additional bonus for stock that's still available, here are discounts for them. That's what the kind of the logic behind it is. Is that they want to be able to But how, you know, inf- yeah, they
0: as 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 like a consumer, how awesome would it be? And how great of a show of appreciation to customers wouldn't it be? If instead of just saying, hey, the stuff that is not normally doing as well will be discounted, they just discounted everything, especially, you know, since it's cyber week or Black Friday, or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. like, why not do that? I understand you don't have to.
1: But... Well, that's that's the approach that Faber Castell took with their because they just allowed everything across the board. Oh, okay. so so that's so twenty five off is on everything, not mm-hmm. Nar, Narwhal, whichever you want to call it. That's that's only just the 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 three Ebonite models within the Nautilus collection. And what's their reasoning for that? Why not across all Nautilus Navilor? No, don't know. No, don't no. know about that particularly. They just. They basically. The, some of these things are just allowed to do what it is. Especially, like I said, these are brands that usually do not allow much wiggle room, if at all, mm-hmm. in any sort of discounting during the, the entire part of the year. And this is like their one lone exception. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know the reasoning behind that. Um, Wouldn't but you say I... second
0: second exception? Because Fountain Pen Day is also another one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, with that, let's say with the the narwhal stuff, the like free crabs were being given with that for for gold on gold spot. <laughs> so you got some good crabs, crabs with your order. Um, <laughs> but if you want a free item plus a discounted uh, product, there is the the this beautiful blue celluloid pen that you're looking at there, which is a uh, a, a new exclusive that was just released today. Was the Montegrappa uh, Venetia. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a, it's the turquoise turquoise celluloid that I absolutely love. I have that Leonardo Memento Zero and that same type of celluloid. And it doesn't usually pop up that often mm-hmm. because celluloid's really hard to make and it's super flammable and, you know, things happen with super flammable materials that, of course, you know, prohibit the making of more pens with uh, because it could all of a sudden explode. So, you know, the, this is not usually something you'd see that often, but we were able to get a nice, like, batch of these pens made uh, from Montegrappa and also offer them with Montegrappa ink. And then, you know, it's not a full list price item. It's it's offered at, at a uh, discount as well, so.
0: So when you say we were, you just said we were able to get a batch of these made. We being who? we Goldspot. Oh, so these are exclusive to Goldspot?
1: Yes. Oh, how come it
0: doesn't say that?
1: Uh it doesn't say it here, but you if you hop on over to the main part of the, the yeah, so if you're on the the homepage you would see Grailworthy exclusive mm. blah blah blah. That's that stuff there. So you know um, whoa, $995 yours yeah. for
0: so 200 That so, is well
1: no, that is that is that is this. So for some reason, I don't know why, but if you look at here it's actually twelve hundred is the okay. retail, and it's nine ninety five. But for some reason on the on that on this page, it's only showing the nine ninety five. I don't know the reason why that is.
0: Do you remember what you paid for the
1: Leonardo in the
0: same material that you're so in love with?
1: Oh, it was definitely <laughs> it was it was it was less than that. But I mean that's sort of the reason why I feel like Leonardo is such a great value brand because like it's it's not priced as Montegrappa pens usually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that one originally retail was going for around like seven or six, six or 700. I forget around that area. Mm-hmm. It definitely wasn't above 1000, but for the most part, any celluloid Montegrappa pens going to be over a thousand.
0: That's true. That's true. Except for the Mia 450. I think those were like 800, right? Mm-hmm. I no, love I think the Maybe. Yeah. Mia 450s. I really did love those what else, what else do you got? I actually want to go back to what you just talked about in terms of well, I completely forgot
1: here Oh, we were talking about the the different uh sales and the reason why some of them pick you know certain items or whether they could be like applicable to everything else that sort of thing, or
0: no, that wasn't it um or no no, I can't remember what it was. I did want to show a pen. Oh yeah, I did wanna show the I wanna talk about the Leonardo a little bit more. The ginger. The Fiora okay. Ginger a little bit well, more. Well just um just before after.
1: before we uh before I just before I close this, I just wanna let everybody know that also too is that there's more deals that happen throughout the entire week, so just keep a, an eye out for on this page, uh, there will be updates made throughout the week and then on Black Friday there will be a new Exclusive pen launch uh, just for black friday so okay. there there you know it's 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 a week long progress process and more and more fun stuff happens throughout the week and it just will be continually valid throughout the entire week until next Monday cyber Monday. okay
0: so before you close out, just go over to the Leonardo I Fiora, Fiora the I, ginger. I always, uh, yeah the ginger I want to just take a look at that one and one forty nine I thought it was one sixty or one fifty nine. No, it's one forty nine. Is, is this a Black Friday week special?
1: No, it can be if you'd like for it to be <laughs> Well, I mean I I no, thought it was one fifty. No, it's the it, it was it was one fifty, like it's one forty nine ninety five, yeah.
0: Okay, so this is this is the Leonardo Fiora fountain pen in ginger. I wish I had it with me, but but it's such a gorgeous gorgeous pen. Super well made. It's it's got some density to it. It's just a gorgeous pen. Now you're showing it with other colors and stuff like that. And I, I like how you're showing that with other colors because one, the one on the right has like the turquoise colors and purples and blues, but the ginger, it almost looks like a natural rock formation. Everybody mm-hmm. at work was impressed with it. And, it's such a wonderful pen. I am just blown away by how wonderful the Fiora is. It's my favorite Leonardo model by far. But what impresses me is the price. 149. That is less than an Edison. An Edison is nothing to sneeze at. That is less than a Franklin Kristoff. That the cost 149 for an Italian handmade acrylic fountain pen with a Yovo nib, the converter is just to me astounding, especially if you compare it, like I said, to Edison, which is 169 or is it 169 now? I think it's 169. Yes. Yeah. And Franklin Christoph, which is close to that also 160, 170, especially if you compare it to a brand like, like Estabrook, the esterbrook SD, which is also a great pen. But it's like the Esterbrook. What is Esterbrook now? 200 on the dot? An mm-hmm. Esterbrook SD? I
1: was just about to. I was going to bring that up here. Let's see. SDs. Uh, it's an oversize. Well, it's not
0: fair to compare SDs. it to the oversize. The oversize is a much larger pen.
1: Mm-hmm. As it's dropping down here. Okay, there we go. So that's oversized. Where's the other Just the regular one. No, that's like. 310, no, that can't be 310. So there's there's a honeycomb. Now you know what, cause, cause it's, it's picking up the prices for like the, the premium nibs. So like, let's say for example here, the Maui with the gold trim. Okay, so yeah, Because their standard medium nib is 195.
0: Right, so the standard Esterbrook SD with a Yovo number six size nib is 195. Okay, now, like I said, these guys are fantastic at marketing and branding. Now, you look at that Maui, that's a very vibrant, awesome looking pen. That acrylic is also a standard stock acrylic that you see in pens that range from $20 all the way up to $200. I've seen that acrylic before, or similar acrylics. And this is a fantastic pen, also. This one is $195, standard cartridge acrylic, standard cartridge converter pen with a Yovo nib. It's a great pen but i think that if you compare it to the leonardo Fiorora, it doesn't it doesn't it's it doesn't hold its weight against it especially being that you know the esterbrook as much as i love it they're not they're made they're made by an asian company i'm not knocking asian companies i am asian <laughs> are you really yeah i know oh. it's, it's hard to believe but wonderful pen the Esterbrook Esti is. But like, listen, if I had a choice between an Esterbrook Esti or a Leonardo Fiora and you compare the pedigree on one hand, the Esterbrook Esti is made in Taiwan. I believe it's made by the same company that makes Wancher and it has a Yovo number six size nib. It has a cartridge converter, but it's a standard Schmidt cartridge converter er, cartridge converter versus the Leonardo Fiora which is made in Italy by the brand itself, meaning the brand isn't having the pens made by another company, but they make the pens themselves. And it's made in Italy. It's made with acrylics that I find are more unique, not as standard or stock. You know what I'm saying? Like I believe that Leonardo, they actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, they oftentimes source or they source their materials from European material makers, or they make the materials themselves. Is that right?
1: Uh, a lot of it, I know. A significant part of it. Some of the designs that you'll see come from this uh, this one manufacturer, Syntetica, which is which is an Italian. Manufacturer of acrylics and resins. Mm-hmm. They have their own Instagram page, and it is like a dream to go browsing through this. Right, <laughs> it's I love just like looking at all the different materials and things, so you could see some of the the designs that had been made previously, and like the Leonardo Caspide and mm-hmm. uh the the Memento Magicos and things. So you could see some of them that that did make it out of there. Some of the materials too is like you just don't see them really anywhere else too. I right. Just, yeah, some of them are just are really something else. Yeah. Uh, so going back to the, the pedigree of
0: the Leonardo, the even the converter, converters are screw-in converters. They're also customized in that they have the metal knob in the back instead of just a regular cheap plastic. They're yes. branded. The acrylics are more exclusive. The acrylics are actual Italian acrylics. Mm-hmm. For 140, I'm fifty dollars less if I'm holding the two next to each other. Which one would you say you were going?
1: You would get. Oh, you know that this is a completely biased answer from me. 100 percent for type. you. Yeah, yeah. You like anybody who's listened to a few episodes of this podcast knows I'm a huge Leonardo fanboy. Right. So, You're huge. yeah. <laughs> but
0: tell. But here's the thing, though. I'm a huge Estherbrook fanboy, and I'm less okay. of a Leonardo fanboy than I am of an Estherbrook fanboy for the time being. But it's like, I feel like the Leonardo compared in comparison is the new champion, 100%. Mm -hmm. Well, that's
1: recently, it's because of the fact we've, we've, we essentially have parity of the US dollar versus the Euro. So originally, you know, we were looking at the prices and you would easily compare an SD versus a Leonardo because most of them were being sold for the Furores or the Memento Zeros. The cartridge converter pens were around that 200 dollar mark but right. since the euro has come down the dollar still strong the purchasing power is a lot more favorable for US dealers to then mm-hmm. be able to be competitive with each other and with the european dealers because european dealers were always able to have it at a at a, a minus vat discount so mm-hmm. anybody shopping at let's say Casa della St- Stilografica or like Apple Boom or any other European dealers would usually be able to see a Leonardo at a lesser cost because it was minus the value added tax that generally people within the Eurozone would have to pay. Mm -hmm. But now US dealers are able to compete with them and then be able to lower the price. So So now you're like looking at what was even, I think a great value to begin with is now even a more amazing value. And it's something to take advantage of while the currency conditions are good because mm-hmm. w- if once that changes, then there's not going to be much room for margin and with, with shipping and everything. So mm-hmm. U S dealers would then have to re- raise their prices at some point. If, sure. if the, if the Euro does rebound, you know, in mm-hmm. the, in the future against right. the
0: dollar. But going back to the comparison between an Esther Bergesti and a Leonardo Fiora, it's, it's like, it's definitely a, unanimous decision for Leonardo but where Estherbrook where no one can touch Estherbrook is if you look at the nib options who else oh, yeah. has, the, look at this look at these insane nib options that Estherbrook offers, Journalier Italic, Scribe Architect, Needle Point. get the fuck out of here there's no other brand that can pull that off, right now granted you're paying another 60 bucks for it but what you're paying for like you you have needlepoint clicked on what you're paying for is superstar josh lax's work individual work on that nib
1: uh kirk spears for that one. Oh, kirk spears josh lax is the architect
0: oh excuse me sorry so needlepoint you're paying for kirk spears needlepoint which is yes. fantastic you're paying for josh lax's scribe architect who does the journalier italic that's uh, Gina Solarino. Okay, so Gina Solarino, cool name. Gina Solarino's individual work. You're not paying for something machine. You're not. Pay- you're paying for handcrafting of the nib on these nibs. And what's great is that there are options. Like you don't have to pay more for it. You can just go with the standard nibs. But my thing is, if I'm going to get an esterbrook SD over a Leonardo Fiora, it would be because of the Scribe, Architect, Needlepoint, or Journalier journalier, Italic. It definitely wouldn't be for the pen build or the pen itself, because as far as I'm concerned, the Leonardo Fiore, the tolerances, the build quality is just superior. You know what I'm saying? And. And but then again, like I said, nobody else offers a scribe, architect, needlepoint, and journalier italic, which is yeah. kind of which is kind of really cool.
1: It is. It is. Yeah. Go back to it's... the Leonardo
0: Fiorora. I want to sh- I want to show that one again because that one is just, that one is just gorgeous. It's just and even when you're writing with it, holding it, capped, uncapped, whatever it is, it's just such a euphoric sense. Like the. The refinement of this pen, the way it caps and uncaps, is consistent. It's smooth. There's a slight step at the barrel, which almost looks like a third center band. Right. The number of rotations are the same. It's just well-crafted, fine worksmanship. At $149.95, that is baffling for what you're getting. Because Italian brands like this, if they charge three hundred, it would make sense. One hundred and fifty, though, that to me is astounding. Is this a limited edition? Because it looks nope. like you're running out of nib sizes. Like you're out of fine and medium, but you have extra fine, broad one point one.
1: No, nope. it's just there's usually a long uh, restock period because right. you have to order everything from Italy, and then Italy's producing the part. You know, the all of the the entire order it usually can take like up to four to six weeks if something's back ordered mm. for it to come back into stock. So mm-hmm. I see, you know, now, if, just... you, if you're, if you're shopping around for gifts, it's something that to, to take into consideration because you have a nib that you want to get, you know, and it's, and it's also too, is that we could swap them pretty easily too. Yeah. the, uh, it's, it's just a screw in Yovo nib unit. So yeah.
0: gorgeous pen, gorgeous pen. Now I want to make sure that I'm really clear about this. So the difference between Leonardo and Esterbrook is that Leonardo doesn't have a distributor and they are pen makers. They make pens and sell pens. They don't distribute them. They sell direct to the retailers. Now, if for example, Leonardo did have a distributor, this pen would never be able to be $150. This pen would be closer to 200, maybe more. Estherbrook on the on the other hand, they are not pen makers. They're a pen brand that has the pens made. The owners of Estherbrook is Kenro Industries and they have the pens made by Wancher and because that they're not the pen makers, they have to pay to get them made. So the reason why I'm bringing, bringing this up is someone can easily and incorrectly say, well, Esterbrook, they're just greedy for money. That's not the case. The fact that they're not pen makers and they're a pen brand and they have to pay to get things made and then they have to market it. They have to pay for materials, pay for the work, pay for everything. What they have to do is charge that $200, that $50 extra otherwise yeah, they
1: don't own the means of production they're not exactly. gonna, you know you're not going to have uh carry mr fountain pen day he's not grinding nibs or you right. know putting together the, the the piston mechanisms and things like that he is uh, you know they they're they're they're, com- they're the ones that are doing the r and d to let's say make prototypes figure out which colors to go with the 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 marketing materials that go with it they're 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 doing all the other work except for actually Making manufacturing it. the pens right. themselves like, and they're
0: also yeah. they're also in a situation and people don't know this you know being that they're a pen brand they can't just order samplings of 150 pens so leonardo can easily say hey let's take this acrylic and let's just make 150 of them and put mm-hmm. it out there esterbrook they have to actually order thousands that accommodate each nib size. So like if there's five nib sizes, they can't just order 250 of each piece. No, the manufacturers that make it, they demand a certain quantity. They'll say we need a thousand of each. So that's a total of 5,000. So the investment is not only large and significant, it's extremely risky. So that's also that also plays part into why the the cost is where it's at it's 200 dollars because they're a pen brand not a pen maker they have to pay for everything they have to market it they got to do everything they got to do to sell them and then they come back with a little little cheddar at the end you know what i'm saying so where people are going to be like oh they're just greedy they're charging too much because they're arrogant is certainly not the case the case is that they're also very smart business people they this has to be this has to be viable for them to exist and it has to be sustainable which if they were charging 150 for an SD, they'd be at a negative they'd be at a loss so just know that before you cast judgment against the people at esterbrook they i don't
1: know maybe you, you might be jumping the gun a little bit here What's that- just uh yeah, i maybe being very very harsh on on that whole price difference thing because i mean i don't know if people will understand it or not, or, you know, just automatically jump to the idea that, oh, they're being maliciously greedy, that sort of thing.
0: Oh, you mean thinking that people will think that?
1: Yeah. Well, that's
0: not, that's really, you can close the screen. That's (laughs) not really me being harsh on other people. It's more of a telling of who I am, really, because (laughs) I'm I'm like that. You know what I mean? I am certainly, and it's a character flaw that I have. If I see something go up in price, my immediate response is, Oh, those dickheads they're being greedy and stuff like that. Mm. And I wouldn't assume other people would think like that unless I thought like that myself.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially these days with just inflation, how everything's gone up in price. Mm-hmm. I you know, I, I kind of feel that it's just part of just life these days with mm-hmm. stuff going up in price. Yeah. I was I just was at the grocery store and could not find any Romaine hearts at ShopRite. Mm. no bowl and basket romaine hearts for me (laughs) i had to get a i had to get like uh baby greens and spinach like the container of salad you know Mm -hmm. like the 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 big plastic container because the fresh express or the bowl and basket version of it um those bag salads no no bueno Uh, first of all that's like one of the, the the main offenders when it comes to getting all of those like Tricky, like the, those recalls that they usually do because of that, you know, stuff that, that that's usually in there. The stuff that that gives you the, you know, food poisoning or whatever, sure. um, are usually in the salad bags. Uh, so we 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 decided not to go, and and also my wife like had distress from having like a salad bag recently. So it was like I was like, all right, we're going with the big plastic tub because mm. we couldn't find any romaine hearts, and then mm. a freaking you know thing of iceberg lettuce it was like six bucks and they're usually like two dollars a piece i'm like i just don't participate in this nonsense like if right. something's gonna be really ridiculously expensive right now unless i absolutely need it, it's necessary i'm just going to say you know what i can find alternative let me let me buy because bananas for some reason are just continually like 40 cents a pound i'm like buying up bananas Mm. It's bananas. That's what it is, man. It's bananas.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a good potassium source. I think it's the highest source of potassium that you can get. More than an avocado, even. Did you know that a banana is a berry? Is it? Yeah, it's a berry. My niece told me that, and I didn't believe her, so I Googled it, and she's right. She told me that when she was eight years old. So I got (laughs) got schooled on bananas by by an eight-year-old. But she's smart. But, yeah, going back to... Anybody, if you feel like I'm being harsh on the public about their opinions or their would-be opinions on Esterbrook, don't feel bad. I can't tell you how to feel, but know that I'm actually being harsh on myself more so than other people, because that's that's what I would do. I, look, the PlayStation Five games are 69.99. It went from 59.99 to 69.99. I'm like these fucking selfish, greedy bastards. But I'm not taking into account the millions and millions of dollars and hundreds of people that work to put that game together and then ten dollar increase makes it more livable for those people who are making video games and stuff but to me that ten dollars i'm like that's a fucking outrage i can't believe they're charging 69.99 for call of duty or god of war on playstation 5 which i don't have yet by the way so i actually just you don't have the PlayStation
1: playstation 5 yet
0: no i just bought the playstation 4 god of war ragnarok g-o-w-r because what i'm finding out is that the new playstation 5 can't even play god of war ragnarok at 4k at 60 frames per second it can only go up to 30 frames per second so what am i going to buy the playstation 5 for if the playstation 4 pro can do the same thing you know what i mean i guess so yeah it just it just doesn't seem like enough of an upgrade at this point in time the only i'll tell you right now the day and the moment and the second the Last of Us Three drops, that PlayStation Five is gonna be in my house, <laughs> waiting and ready for the Last of Us Three. If I it's can... like
1: the whole entire schedule for the entire week. You say you called out vacation. You know, it's like I'm gonna, don't bother me. Yeah, don't. the cats are, like, in a completely different new room. You lock them in. 100%. You you close the little doors. Yeah. Little little kitty doors that they try. It was like, no. No one bother me. If I have to, like, if I have
0: to wear Thanos' Infinity Gauntlet (laughs) and snap everybody away just to leave me alone so I can play that game for a full week,
1: I will. Or you haven't been to the gym in, like, three days. It's like, I don't care right now. I'm in the (laughs) middle of something. I got important business to do. But, yeah, look dude it's uh
0: it's getting it's getting late we gotta wrap this up but i again thanks for joining us sorry i missed last week i really had fun this week i hope you guys enjoyed it as well and hope don't you guys don't think i was being overly harsh i was just you know
1: as you know yeah stay safe while shopping out there ladies and gentlemen stay safe while start shopping out there yeah it's black friday you could be releasing some big bucks out there but do it wisely
0: yeah also be careful be very careful people get crazy during Black Friday nothing you buy is worth your safety let's just nope. let me just leave it on the table like that there's nothing that you can buy that is worth a moment of your safety let it go you don't need it that much please be safe just
1: back don't off let the fomo take over No. It's, just, it, it's fine it's just material things you can't right. take it with you Back off the
0: road rage. Just let the person cut in front of you. Whatever. Back off. Your safety comes first. I don't want to hear any stories on the news about someone who is a fountain pen enthusiast being injured or or worse. So please keep everything into perspective. Stay safe. I love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay gay.